Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Coach Speak. I'm Matt Seidel, along with co-host Derek Seidel. Our third man, Josh Trope, is once again on vacation. This episode is brought to you by Monroe Sports Varsity Athletic, a quick turnaround, high-quality business for more than 30 years. Contact Randy or Kim Wyndham at 734-652-0720 for a great deal in your next purchase of sporting apparel. Today's guest is Jason Gray, the highly successful girls basketball coach at Goodrich High School. Coach Gray has a career record of 434 wins and 84 losses in 22 seasons at Goodrich, where he won back-to-back Class B state championships in 2012 and 2013. In this episode, Coach Gray talks about the intricacies of the dribble drive motion offense and his lock left man-to-man defense which have been staples for the Lady Martians in recent years. Also, during our shot clock segment, he touches on team mottos and a couple of traits that his players tend to imitate. So without further ado, here is Coach Jason Gray. Coach Gray, before we get started, we just want to welcome you to the pod. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Happy to be here. Uh, Appreciate the invitation. Good deal, good deal. Well, let's dive right into our first topic, and uh, and that would be something close to, to both of our hearts, and uh, that's the uh, dribble drive motion offense. So we're, we're kind of rookies on it, but we want to we hear from an expert today, or at least uh, uh, some people might think that, right? Um, when we talked earlier this week, you, you told a little story about um, how this came to be kind of one of your weapons, and I think you used the word resistant, if I'm not mistaken. Um do you mind sharing some of your early concerns uh, about the dribble drive and how you eventually settled on it as one of your offenses? Yeah, um, it certainly was. That was resistant. You know, when um, we put it in, it was uh, not not brand new, but it was um, you know the new thing, right? Which funny, I feel like I put in the new thing every time, every time since then. But uh, you know, it was it was it was different. Right? You know, we had run some like pattern continuity offense, maybe try to do some motion stuff. And it, you know, this didn't fit what, you know, I grew up doing and, and was, was taught to do. And so, you know, it was just like I said, just, just resistant because it was new and, and it was, and it was different. And um, we had had, we, we had a couple of freshmen uh, come in um, and uh, we started the year. We were fine. We started the year um, pretty well, but these two kids were I mean, Taylor Gleason who ended up playing, had a great career at Oakland, started at Illinois, and then uh, Kiki Civilian, who uh, played at Penn State. So you got the right kids, and they're like, well, these are the right kids to run this. And, and so, you know, we installed it over Christmas break one year, and, and I always feel bad doing that until I hear other coaches like, oh, yeah, you know, same deal, like start in November and throw everything out over Christmas break, we start over again. And I'm like, man, is it just me? And it turns out, no. <laughs> so um, we, we threw it in um, over Christmas break, and um, – you know, with those two kids starting it, it really, really worked well. So that sold me on it, of course, when you have the right kids to do it. And then from there, like I said, it's really just been a, uh, maybe not the thing we're running all the time, but it's been a staple of, of something we do. And, um, and it's progressed. And, uh, you know, one of the things I liked about it initially, once we got started, and, and, and I wasn't, um, you know, I didn't do the Vance Wahlberg videos or anything like that. It was a uh, uh, listening to Greg Campy at Oakland. And, you know, one of the things that sold me, he said, it's really easy to install. And it really is. I mean, it's, it's, it's at its base, it's really simple. He said, you can install it with 15 in 15 minutes and 
you know, maybe a little longer with, uh, with high school girls and then uh, college men, but, but not much. And so it's, it's a pretty simple idea, at least at its initial, initial stages. The other part of it, obviously that, that I like and people like about it, it the spacing is, is fantastic. And, and since then, I mean, it's, that's probably been since 2009, um, you know, there's been a lot of additions, some good, some bad. And that's where we're at now, where some of the things that frustrated me about it, we're, we're trying to make some changes and that's where I've seen some, uh, some things in the last few years as it's, it's kind of, I wouldn't say it's become more of a hybrid, but, um, we've, we've, we've been able to find some things that, that make it a little, that, that I said, eliminate some of the frustrations of, of, of over dribbling and, and things like that. Gotcha. Coach, obviously with the spacing that, that all starts with the alignment. So I'm curious if you could just kind of describe to us how you teach the alignment. Yeah, we, I mean, we're really serious about, and this is another one for me, you know, I first started, you know, we, we, we'd run, right. It's, but I had my kids stop and I'd like to free throw line extended. And so the big part with the dribble drive that really, I think helps with if you're trying to run um, is it, get you spacing in your transition as well so we we send two people all the way to the corners and we've done it four out the whole way through um i've done some you know looking this year and, and some of the ideas that that we've maybe incorporated that we incorporated in fact this summer that that we'll probably use this next year if we want to go five out it's not that hard you know it's, it's more moving parts but it's really not that challenging to go five out but anyway we, we put two in the corners um, and then we've got our, our rim runner who's, who's running opposite into that. And it's fun telling high school girls, you're in the dunker spot, but, uh, <laughs> they, they love it here. And then, and then we usually have, you know, our, our point guard, bringing it down through, you know, a little wider, maybe than the, the, than the, the lane lines and then a trailer. And, and that's one of the things we'll talk about maybe in a little, in a few minutes, we've kind of changed our trailer position. And that's one of the things I think I'm really going to like. Typically we had a, it would be our four man and depending on the kid for us, you know, the best thing we could get for that, for that kid was either she's a driver, you know, a pretty good driver as a four or a decent shooter as a four. And if you don't have that kid, it became, you know, a, a challenge at times. And so, but that's how we, we space it. Even that, that, that trailer, um, which maybe for us this year, maybe won't be a trailer necessarily, uh, is, is about the, like I said, the lane line wide, maybe a little bit wider. You guys, uh, you run this on makes and misses. You, you talked about the transition, so I'm kind of curious. Your who, who inbounds your ball and like on a make, and, and will you kind of just flow right into it after a made shot? What um, what we're going to do this year compared to what we've done in the past, and this is the, the other um, I think a change that I think we're really going to like is you know typically we'd have like the, our four throw it in and then they're they're trailing. What um, what we're anticipating this year. Uh, and I got, you know, some of these newer ideas from uh, John Leonzo, who was at Cedarville Women's. Now there, he's at uh, Wright State as an assistant. And um, we were able to incorporate some things this summer because we actually had a summer uh, mm -hmm. playing playing a little bit. And so we'll have our now, our, I think, our, our five-man throw in, our four, uh, one of the, going to one of the corners. And then off of a make or miss, it depends on who's there, but, but essentially we'll well, it will be five out for at least a heartbeat as we, as we play through it there. So, um, you know, reverse it to, you know, throw it to the five, five reverses it. In this case, and this is the other thing that I stole from, uh, from, from Leonzo at Cedarville is, is, and I've been for years, especially with girls, we, we really do try to run, but 
some of that is is you know these these longer passes uh even cross court can can be a challenge and, and so for years i've been trying to incorporate like a, a two guard break which um you know we've got two outlets and then one cuts through and we've just it's probably on me we've just never been able to to do it well to where we're outletting and then the other guards cutting through and we're hitting her and then suddenly you know the ball's a half court before you blink an eye we're going to do it a little bit differently this year where we've got those two outlets and really the idea is you know throw it to one and then pitch it across to the other instead of cutting through but that would leave you know our one and two up top and then our five would trail through there we reverse it through the five and then you know the, a quick little series of whatever either dribble handoff to the other guard or a reversal to the other guard and then a screen down and then eventually that five is getting back down into that um back down to that dunker spot so it'll be five out for a minute but eventually but but once we get one little quick action there to to get some people moving, now we're back to our traditional four out, and our five has made it down into the into the post. Coach, again, like like Matt mentioned, we're, um, we're both kind of newer to it. I, I've only really ran it for a year, um, but the the biggest focus that that I had is just really trying to create double gaps for for players to get into. So is that like your primary focus as well, or it sounds like you yeah. some more complex things. Oh, don't don't give us too much credit there for, for being complex. <laughs> uh, no, really, the issue that I said once we get started, it's really that idea of double gaps and and and, and sometimes even triples. Obviously, if we can if we can do that. But um, one of the the frustrations I had with the dribble drive as we in, as we installed it, as I installed it, was we didn't. And this is probably on me, right? Didn't follow through enough to to get the next couple steps, but we there was not enough uh, pass passing and, and cutting. It, it was. Uh, or just not giving them the players the idea that yeah if you don't have anything just throw it to the next person and get out of there and that and and that opens up that double gap pretty quickly and we were you know like I said by the book I was you know we we drive you know to the elbow if we couldn't get in there and then we you know stop and then we'd lift and, and we throw there and there's a pass there right but then the double gap but you know other teams you know they play defense and suddenly it's like oh we can't get that first one started or we can't get that pitch in the middle to get started and where we're driving at the nail and then this you know again we did this from from the get-go with, with people you know driving the nail turn their back and that you know uh kind of a truly a pitch like it like in football and uh so there were some of my frustrations there it just wasn't those things if they didn't pan out right away if we didn't have the, the kids who could really get it started and again you know, we started out with the right kids who could get it going. And then from there, we ended up with, um, you know, Tania Davis, who kind of went and missed basketball, you know, the point guard at Iowa. I mean, these other kids, Lexi Civilian, who also played at Iowa, like they could do whatever we wanted. But when we didn't have that kid, the way we were running it, um, I didn't I didn't like the motion. So to get those double gaps, what we emphasized this summer, which, you know, again, it was summer, but it was still good to see, was just simply, you know, that pass from slot to slot, throw it, get out of there and the cut ball side. And now we've got that double or triple gap. And if you don't have anything, I mean, even from there, you know, we, we throw it from, you know, the top to the other top and she, and she would cut and again, go fill the ball side, even that top person, you know, then now we've got a person kind of coming out of the corner. She can throw it there. Again, it's a ball, it's a basket cut, not really even a basket cut, to be honest with you. It's just a cut to get out of there. And she's again going to that same ball side corner, but now you've got a triple or a quadruple gap, and that, I mean, somebody's eventually got to put that thing on the floor. And, and that's how we've been able to. Again, we're we're kind of new with this, but you know, Derek asking about those trying to open up those double gaps and, and even triples. That's how we've been able to do it 
um, you know, in the short time there was a summer. Man, I really, really liked it. Just giving those the kids the idea of it's okay to not go right into the um, the way it's supposed to be run, where we're you know, we're we're dribbling to that, that you know elbow and drop if I can't get to the basket in that drop zone. Kind of curious about the dunker spot. It's it's like a it seems like it's one of the the most undercoached spots in the dribble drive, and uh, you know for for the naked eye sometimes people might think we're, you know, they're just getting that person out of there. They just really just want to play four on four, and uh, but it's obviously not the truth. Is you're going to run this the right way. So what are some of the things you do? The coaching points you make for that that player um, in terms of maybe some drills that you do just to, to get that player really involved in what you're trying to get done. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that one of the first things that we've had to do with um, with that player and just what they're used to um, from from you know mom and dad and, and stuff like that is it's it's a post spot, but it's it, we're not working block to block. And and it, the first part's really difficult for them when you're telling them like you need to get lower, you need to get lower. Like we were taking, you know, I tell them it's one big step off the block and then one big step down from there, and. You know, it seems like, yeah, we're just taking it out of the play. And in some ways, you know, yeah, a little bit. And, and but, but again, we're, we're, you know, that's the spacing part of it that, that, again, what a lot of people, including me, really, really like about the dribble drive. It's, it's that spacing aspect that you need that player to get out of there. You know, then reminding them, like, you got to be opposite the ball. You got to be opposite the ball. And and I know for, for some post players, that can be, you know, a little frustrating, especially if you think you can score down there. Uh, he's, you're just sending me away from the ball, but you know, once, once things are running well, they, they, they see that, you know, we're giving you some really easy layups in, in a lot of those cases. And, um, you know, the biggest, <clears throat> one of the biggest things we've had to do is emphasize, like, you got to get those feet moving quickly. You know, we're not waiting for that drop pass to us and then, and then step in the basket like that. You see that thing coming, you've, you've done this enough. And that's, what we'll talk about the drill here in a second drills. Like you're, you're catching that thing, just ready to simply put it up. We're not catching that thing where you shouldn't have to use a dribble. We'll, we'll, you know, we try to put in a, a quick little series of, okay, now that now they're walled up against us and here's what I can do. But eventually you're, you know, if you're doing it right there, um, you're catching that ball, you know, inside the paint, maybe a little bit right inside the block and, and hopefully it's just a quick up. And that's, I mean, honestly, <laughs> that's one of the, one of the things we do is, you know, we'll put our post in, you know, down in that, that spot and, you know, we don't even put a dribble in to start and, and they'll just, step, you know, they, they step, we throw it and they, they just get that thing up there as quickly as they can and, you know, rotate through. I mean, that's, that's usually step, step one. Um, we have a, a shooting series that we stole from, you know, another inspiration over the long term has been uh, Mike Neighbors, who was at Washington Women's and now at Arkansas. And um, he's got a nice little shooting series that they, I don't know if they start practice with, but is it, but you're getting all the, the shots that you would get out of the dribble drive and the first action off there is a drive and then we're stepping and stepping to it. So, you know, we try to keep it really simple with, for, for those kids. And then, you know, we'll get a little bit more complex with, okay, now we've caught that pass, that defender has recovered. And, and what's a, a, another kind of simple, now we're working into a little bit of a post move from there. The, the, you know, the, the biggest, one of the biggest challenges there is not that player. It's the, the person who's driving recognizing, okay, that big came over to help. Is the big open or is that that pass out to the corner because they, they you know, cracked down and, and took away, you know, the, if we're doing things right on defense, right? Like that defender has come down and taken away the big and, and it's recognizing she's not open, but that girl in the corner, you know, is. How much do you guys like to relocate the post? Like, is it, I know sometimes for us, I've noticed like we get the ball moving 
a couple times and that post just starts feeling like he's running back and forth on the baseline. But is that still a key part or what, what's your cues on when they should relocate to the other side or whatever? Um, when, you know, that, that's a great question. And, uh, and, and yeah, absolutely. They, they can feel like they're going back and forth a lot, especially if we're, you know, if we're doing our job up top, right? Like the ball's changing sides of the floor. And then that takes a little bit of time with, a, you know, whether we're going three on three, four on four, five on five, like when do you, you know, know your teammate a little bit? Is, is she likely to get in there? Um, how quickly is she going to be getting in there? And, I, you know, I think the general rule was like, all right, when that ball gets to that lane line, you know, we should, we should be moving. Well, we, if we're actually going to try to get to that other spot, we're moving before that. I mean, not, not maybe as soon as the ball hits the floor, but as quickly as we can. And then what we've, what we've done when they can't get there. And, and, and like you said, Derek, it's, it's really, there are times where like there's, they get, they can't keep up or they, or they, you know, they're just bouncing around. Like if you can't get there and that ball is coming and then, then we're telling that person, cause in that case, let's say, you know, the ball's coming from the right to the left and we've got somebody in that left corner and theoretically, our post should be heading back to the right side dunker spot. That left corner is raising a little bit. You know, she's not dead corner at that point. She's raising a little bit to be, you know, they call it the, like an open window. Um, then we're telling our, our person who's a dunker spot there, just, you know, slide towards the, the corner as far as you can make the shot. If, if we've got, you know, some kids who think they can make that, they, they might keep stepping out to that three-point line. And uh, But for the most part, you know, those kids for us are, you know, they, they're, they know where they, where, where they belong, I guess a little bit. And so they, you know, maybe it's another big step into the corner. And again, you're just trying to keep that spacing and it's not great over there, but the reality is those things happen, right? Like, and so we try to prepare for those, you know, we'll talk about that when we talk about defense, you know, like the reality is these things are going to, these things are going to happen. And so we'll try to give them a little bit of a, a you know, protection plan there. Are there any, any other ways that you use the dunker spot in your dribble drive offense? I'm not, not talking about set plays that are different than the dribble drive, but actually within it. We have in the past um, a little bit. Uh, I need to dig back deep into my uh, fast draw and find some of those things. <laughs> right. But um, but actually, we do use them out of a couple little quick sets um, in, in one of two ways. Either there we have a, what we call a Shaka series in which, uh, again, stole it from Coach Neighbors. The dunker will flash to the to the elbow, basically a, pin, a pinch post sort of spot. And then, you know, it, again, keeping it simple is hard. You know, the, the more, the more I learn, the more I need to keep it simple. And the more, the more the girls want me to as well, but like, there's just a quick little series of, um, you know, the ball gets to that high post and then we're either screening down and, and slipping or, screen, or or flaring and slipping on both sides. And so that person does need to be, when we've got that person in that spot, you know, a pretty good decision maker. Uh, we also will use that person as a ball screener, similar sort of idea, usually a, a dribble handoff over, you know, on the, let's say the right side. And then, you know, she's sprinting at the ball screen. They're hopefully we're setting that ball screen at the, at the wing and then a series from there. Sometimes they're, they're screening down after that. Sometimes it's just a hard roll. And then the, the left side or the other side will be doing the same things. It's either a down screen or a flare screen and then play from there. So that, so we do, um, you know, that sometimes is, is selling that kid that, that we, you're not just there. We, we've got other things for you to do. Well, and, and, and honestly, the first thing that we'll do out of that, you know, so the, the pick and roll stuff is, is good because obviously we're looking, you know, if we can to get to get her the basketball back on the roll. But uh, the first thing we'll teach out of that Shaka series when she flashes the high post is, you know, one, if you can catch it and go, go. 
uh, and then, or two, if you can, you know, you've caught it once and now they're denying and then you got a back door and there's an easy layup for you. Coach, one of the things for me that I like a lot about the drill drive motion is it fits right into skill work so easily. You know, if you're running some screening motion or action, you, you know, you got to run somebody to, to do your skill work. You're running off screens constantly. It takes a while to set up and stuff. I've loved how I can do drills that feel like they complement right into what we're doing and they're quick actions and, and the kids are able to do a lot of different moves or whatever. Well, mm-hmm. I'm curious what your, I guess your, your, maybe your, your top drills or skill work drills that you use. During what the year. we've ended. Yeah. Um, you know, initially it was a lot of, you know, two on, Oh, two on two. We were working on that for whatever your first action is, right. Whether it's a, you know, pass and cut, or like I said, for us was what we call the loop action. We're, we're, you know, dribbling. And I, I will say we never really, got into that back door from, you know, if you're driving down there to, to start the offense and you've got your guard in the corner and you were stopping at that drop box spot or whatever, and we never really hit that back door very much. So a lot of ours was, you know, we're, we're lifting up from there and then we're just playing two on, you know, starting two on, and then two on two. But that being said that a couple of things we did this summer that I really like, it was really more, and I've changed a lot in this way. We're really trying to give an off- the offense the advantage. And so what we'll spend a lot of time on, instead of, you know, <clears throat> instead of, you know, here's the ball and beat this person first, like if we're doing things right, you you should come with an advantage. So we're doing a lot of advantage sort of drills, whether two on two or three on three. Uh, again, some John Leonzo stuff that it, it was interesting. Uh, we put these things in this summer and then we went up to team camp at uh, Northwood University this summer. And you know, they called them different, uh, you know, they do a little coaching clinic and here's, they're, they're doing the same drills. And, and um, so a lot of them that we started putting in were, I mean, to begin it was like two kids on the baseline and then, and then wherever else you want, you could have somebody in the dunker spot, you could have somebody in the, in the weak side uh, corner and they're literally running off the baseline and taking the ball from the coach, curling around and then playing from there. And you can, you can adapt those things however you want, where, uh, you know, we tell the person on the, the defender to, to be late or they're coming, you know, they're, they're starting with me and I'm tapping the defender. And if we, you know, depending on how, what we're trying to force, are we trying to get a situation where we're in front of them and okay, now we're working on a couple different finishes, either, you know, usually like a reach layup sort of finish, like, you know, we're setting up those situations where they're realizing from the get go, like, okay, I have the advantage for a layup, take it. And then you start incorporating some other def- defenders in there or, the situation where now we set the defender to where I'm not in front of her. So can we change our finishes a little bit? I, she's on my, so what we've gone to a lot is, um, and again, there's a, a lot of different people coming out, you know, doing these things. But I think it was like Doug Novak is the first one where I really saw, you know, and we've been doing like a stride stop finish. Like, okay, she's, I've got my shoulder to her chest. I can still score there. You know, I can shoot, a, I, I can make a stride stop here or I'm in front of her. Now it's a, not to reach lamp or she's in front of me. And either at this point now I need to ch- change direction or I just I need to make the next pass and get the ball get the ball, ball moving so the some of the, the drills that we're using Derek are, are really a lot of decision making drills that like you said it, it's really skill development for for whatever for whatever you're doing uh, assuming you're getting to the basket and, and get into that situation where okay now we where we are at an advantage where we're at least you know shoulder to chest or we're in front of somebody and now now the defense moves and making the decisions off of there, but those have been some of the some of the best things that we've incorporated recently that I that I really like. A question for you: So, I mean, obviously, the beauty of this offense is, man, attacking closeouts and getting that advantage mm-hmm. that you're talking about, getting to the middle, whether you're lifting out of the corner or whether you're just catching it, 
you know, one more from the corner to the slot and attack in the middle. But they're obviously, like you said, teams play defense too. And there are a lot, I guess there are a lot of teams, maybe half of them now, used to be a lot more that really are concentrating on keeping the ball out of the middle. So what are some of the things you do to combat a team like that? Or maybe someone that's just so packed in that those driving lanes aren't there. Well, this is, I needed to talk to your other uh, podcast guests and learn to find some more shooters. I mean, they're packing that thing in and, and, and we talked to defensive segment here. That's one of the things that um, I did, you know, the pack line, one of my frustrations with it, if, if you're doing it, if you're offensively, you're doing it well, man, you might be giving up some threes. And, and, and so that's the, the biggest part is, is we need to shoot. And, um, and, you know, that, that solves a lot of, you know, all, all, a lot of ills, right. Having somebody get to the basket, like we've had in the past, um, and solves a lot of ills and then having some shooters, uh, solves a lot of ills. I, with, with those situations, I think that, you know, the more that we can, um, get the ball moving, get people moving, make them move on defense, you know, the long, you know, we're, I'm, I'm looking for the shot clock section. Cause I'm, I'm all about the shot clock, oh, but yeah. like, you know, we don't, we don't have to and right now, like, it, and we don't want to play offense for 35 seconds. Certainly with dribble drive, that's not the idea, but, you know, we know as coaches, the more you can make that defense move and shift and uh, the better off, you know, the, the more opportunity we have. Got it. Hey, so let, let's shift gears and talk a little bit about defense. And, and again, you, there's some, uh, there's something, I mean, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm old, man. I've coached for a long time and, and, and been to, I've talked basketball for, it seems like the better part of my life, but you and I talked about something that you do defensively. I, I believe you called it the lock left defense. It's a man to man, obviously concepts and, um, a defense that you're on. I, I literally had never heard of it. I, I've heard of defenses that are predicated on forcing people left or to their weak hand. But the way you explain it, this is really interesting. Could, could you kind of break that down for us philosophically and then maybe we can get into some specifics? Yeah. Um, so the lock left, uh, again, steal everything. And, and uh, that term, I don't know if I, if uh, the, when I first heard it, where I heard it, but Tyler Costin from PGC is, is one who's, you know, really big advocate of it. And we'd taken some things from where we're, you know, Dave Smart, who uh, was a Canadian basketball coach. It was really a lot of that, Matt. It was the force, um, mm-hmm. you know, force we can sort of stuff. And then anyway, where it came from, you know, man, I, like you, Matt, I've been doing this for a long time. And I, you know, when I, I look back to my first practice plans, like we, we were playing man-to-man defense and I don't know what we were trying to do. We weren't trying to, there was no rules like this play man-to-man, like, you know, and, and, uh, uh, you know, I started really young, so I was pretty stupid then. And, you know, only, you know, not much brighter now, but at least I've got some time beneath me. And, uh, eventually we, we settled on, all right, we're doing like a pack line and they go, go, I'll go back to, you know, most of our stuff we took from uh, Mike neighbors and what he was doing. And he was, he was been great. Like he shares everything. So you yeah. could, you could put the whole darn thing in without, you know, you don't have to make an email and a phone call or now he does answer them. Uh, he, he was really good with those, but um, so we started pack line and, and, and we had some great success pack line, but a lot of that was um, I was shouldn't say predicated on who we had, but I think, you know, this was, when we made it, you know, our state championship runs in 2012 and 2013, we kept it, you know, we made the final four in 2015 and we had some really good players. And, and uh, I, I think we could have done anything, you know, it doesn't matter. We could have played, we could have played two, three zone. We could have played anything with, with those kids. And it's maybe not absolutely correct. Like we wanted to take advantage of their talents, but probably could have done some more pressure than I, but we, you know, we, it worked for us. And like, like you, I'm an old coach now. And like, as, as time went on, uh, we liked it. It worked for us. And, and it's funny, all those things we say, oh, we're not going to give anything up. And I swear, you know, I remember, you know, 
we were doing pack line. We're not giving up no baseline, right? First play in the uh, first possession in the 2012 state championship. And we give up a baseline layup. I'm like, Oh, we're done. We're finished. You know, worked out all right. But it's, you know, and that's why I say that to say like all these, you know, whatever you're doing is going to have some issues and, and some flaws and none of them are perfect or else we'd be doing that. So the pack line over time for us really came down to, I actually looked this up our 16, 17 year. And we had a good year. We, um, we lost to country day in the regional final. I mean, we had a young team, but we had a really, really good year. We gave up 89 threes that year playing pack line. We just, like I said, I'll put it on me. We weren't doing a very good job of stunting and recovering for, for give it for threes. And the percentage wasn't that high, but, but it was a lot of threes. I'm like, that that's on us. So that, that summer, we I decided I can't do this anymore. And then that's the other thing, the pace of it, like we, there's a, there, if, we, if, if we added that shot clock, would I go back to the pack line stuff? I might, I really might. Um, but you know, the, the better teams or even teams who are, smart enough to like, we don't have to be in a hurry knowing what we're, they don't have to be in a hurry knowing what we're doing. And suddenly it's lower scoring games than we like. And, and, and I, you know, that, that was a lot of it, uh, but I will also just say like, I kind of just got, uh, it, it was boring. I, I didn't want to play that way anymore. And so long story longer than we, so the next year we went to a pressure deny and, and uh, we took same amount of games or one less game, I guess. And, and um, we, we lose in the, in overtime in the regionals and we gave up only 53 threes that year. I'm like that, that I felt a lot better. And now we're putting more pressure. I just felt like, like this is more fun to watch. This is more fun to play. There are, you know, obviously issues with playing pressure and deny and, and, and where we got to eventually was, you know, the person on the ball in, 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 in that defense, they've got an awful lot of pressure on them. You know, they're the person to the right is denying the person to the left is denying. I got to play one-on-one here. And, and really, and if you got the right, I really do think you can do it with, with uh, all types of kids. You don't have to have super athletic, super fast kids uh, to play that way. But I felt bad for our kids who were on the ball a lot. Like they were, they were struggling, especially if we're doing a decent job of denying those next passes. And so started looking at a few things. And so like, like you said, Matt, when we talked earlier, like the, the force left or lock left is kind of a, a kind of a hybrid, right? You're denying some stuff and you're, and you're allowing some things, but what I like about it is it, we have a, a, I say a goal, you know, and, and our pressure tonight was like, all right, let's send some checkpoints, right? Let's try it to the sideline. And then if we can, let's send it to the, to the baseline. And if we get it there, we might trap that or, or really just try to use the baseline or sideline as a defender and get them to pick up the ball. And then it's really working. Well, we, we call it uh, seven, you know, our, all our defenses had numbers. And so we called it seven because it was an upside down L. So we're forcing left and it was an upside down L. And so we flipped it up. And so we're running seven. Um, and it, it just, to me, it gave us, um, took the pressure off that person on the ball a little bit. Now they still have an awful lot of pressure. The person who's picking up ball, they're picking up before half court. They're, they're getting that thing going to the left side, but you need one kid that can do that. You know, if you've got a couple that can do it, obviously that, that's great. You know, we, that really can take that role and you're taking a lot of the, that, that pressure off, off a lot of your other kids who maybe can't defend one-on-one as well. So we're getting somebody swinging it to, you know, pushing to the left, denying everything to the right. And you're really heavy with your your help side defense on that anything to the right like if you know one pass away you're denying but that other person i mean they're they're in the paint looking for anything because obviously you know they're thinking back doors and you know that's the first thing people think oh well we'll just back door you're denying that pass just like an pressure man right you're, you will back door well the nice thing about what i like with with this is the pass that you're denying you're on the ball person is shading 
you know, and, and I got to figure a better way or the best way, I guess, for our kids to take away that right side without getting beat easily left. But they're, they're also have that hand in that passing lane. So you've got, you know, I've got somebody denying and I've got somebody, you know, the person on the ball is really, you know, that ball's not going back to that right side. And so the, the back door, I'd say you eliminate it, like, you know, with all these defenses, not going to happen. You know, talking to a couple of friends of mine, like, I don't coach, I don't think I can do this. I'm like, I, I hear you. I said, but there's flaws in all these. Like I said, you know, we're not forcing, you know, we're not allowing baseline in the back line. Like I said, first, first play of the game, we give up baseline, you know, like there, you know, none of these things work perfectly. So it, it was something different for us. And then it, it's disruptive. And it, it's, you, you take people out of what they, you can take people out of what they normally want to do. And obviously there's, it's not a perfect defense, but it, it's it's something that works for works has worked for us you know that's where it came from that's a long story to tell how we got to that point but um and and it's fairly new to me too so there's going to be some times where you got ask ask away and i'm gonna i might say i don't know coach i guess the, the first thing really just to try and understand is like for on both sides of the ball what is the responsibility when you're one pass away okay so you, that's where it's really a hybrid of the the, the pressure deny in the, in the pack line if you're if you're one pass away on the right side you're a full deny uh tyler costin will say i don't know if i can do this like he almost he turns that defender all the way around like opens up to the ball like you're at the top of a one three one oh. and like really really invites that back door but again that's why you got that you're supposed to have that that uh weak side help you know, for, to take away that cut. I'm not sure that I'm there yet. Um, so that person's full deny. The person one pass away to the right side is, is in a gap. And, and so let's just say the ball, well, let's say somebody's running like a dribble drive back, you know, sort of set up. And so that person um, to the left of the ball, or sorry, to the right, you know, to the left, right. Um, is, is, is really kind of at the nail. Like they're really, they're, they're really hard help there. Um, and then what we're trying to do is force that, force the ball all the way down as far as we can down to that left side corner. And so I'm, you know, we can't throw it, they can't throw it right. Um, and I'm sitting there at the nail, you know, close enough, obviously that I can defend that shot. Um, you know, so I've got to throw it left. I can't drive there cause I've got help there. And if I do, there's my, you know, stunt and recover. And then, you know, we're now the ball gets passed one spot over, let's say to that, you know, the next slot position. And. Now that kind of kind of the same thing, but but now it goes a little deeper, right? Like so, if it the higher it is, the less we're turning and trying to force, like say to the baseline. We're just trying to not let it go back right, uh, try to force it to the sideline. But you know, then our next defender, who's let's say guarding the person in the corner, she's same deal. She's really really gapped, um, and so that if that drive comes left, we're there to help, and then well, that's what we're really looking for is maybe the drive there and. And then they throw it to that left corner. Now I say, now it's on. Now we've changed a lot. Like um, that defender, you know, stunts, recovers, but now they're one taking away that three point shot. And now she is almost completely on that, on that girl's shoulder. Like you are, you, there is nowhere you're going except for the baseline. And we're trying to force that baseline drive. And we are, and then our, let's say, like I said, dribble drive sort of set up four out one in our post is coming over and we're trying to hard trap that. And then we're covering down on the, on the, on the weak side. And this is where I think the left, the, you know, the force and left um, can really be effective. And I'll say, you know, especially with some lower skill sets, like even, you know, I'm, I'm driving from that slot spot up top and now I got to pass it to the person in the corner. How am I throwing that? Am I throwing that 
you know, le- you know, left-handed push pass. Well, maybe they're not that good at that. And so, you know, the, you're worried about, you know, I am like, okay, there's a good throw the corner and shoot that three. Well, that, you know, again, that left-handed pass going that way isn't, isn't maybe as strong as a right-handed pass. The other part I like about it, you know, we're kind of gone beyond your question, Derek, but the other thing I like, it, it, it like I said, it's disruptive and it, it's forcing some action. It's, it's not, we're not just sitting there taking it. We're trying to send you in a certain way. And, and hopefully if we do that enough, we know what's going to happen or, or we can, um, we can anticipate that and, and make some, you know, tough play. So, you know, it, it is, yeah, we trap a little bit out of it or not a little bit. We trap when it goes yeah, to the baseline. Wow. If, you know, um, so it's, it's aggressive, which I like. Uh, it forces the action a little bit and it, and it capitalizes on, on what for a lot of kids are some weaknesses, especially at high school. So like you said, in your, in your state championship game, first possession, you're not giving up baseline and they take baselines. Uh, I assume occasionally uh, a team is there for some reason, they enter the ball to the right side and somebody made a mistake or whatever. So the ball is in the right wing or even in the right corner. Uh, let's say they were in an odd, you know, or an even front offense. Mm-hmm. What, what then? Like, what, what's your way to get out of that? The if it gets there, then then it's it's. <clears throat> I'm just, can we work it back to that other corner? Gotcha. So it's always our goal is getting it back to that other corner. So you know, the ball's in the, in the right corner, which yeah, it's going to happen, right? Um, the heart, so the next person over should be pretty, you know, pretty well gapped. Yep. Taking away that drive and forcing that next pass. Yeah, the goal is still, can we get it? You know, um, can we get it to that left corner or at least can we get it to that left, you know, the 45, that left wing. And, and at that point, not let the, you know, now we're really forcing a baseline drive. Everything else, we're just not letting go right. When we get it to that, it looks at like that left side, 45 and deeper. Now we're really forcing baseline, which is so one spot's really forcing baseline. The other ones are kind of not letting the good ball go right. No. That's, that's, that's about it. Yeah, I get it. One more, one more thing before we go to our last segment, other than a really skilled left-handed point guard or a really skilled left-handed wing who can drive to the left side and make that one-handed pass really nicely. Is there anything that you kind of like, eh, like gives you trouble that kind of, you guys really have to kind of prepare for that's different. Um, it really, yes. Uh, I would, I would say somebody who, if we can't, somebody who handles, who changes directions really well, you know, so as we're trying to flow that ball to the left side, we think we got her and all of a sudden it's, you know, she wants to go back, right. Which has been, you know, it's a lot, most kids, right. They want to go back. Right. But, um, but they're good at, you know, that change of speed or a pop back and then, you know, shift their hips and go back to the right. We, that's why we really need somebody up top who, um, who can really do a nice job at keeping that thing flowing left, you know, um, I think we have a couple of kids that can do that this year, you know, smaller, quicker kids who, um, but yeah, that, the, the, the person or team that's really good at changing direction. Cause every time we get them going left, we think we got them right. There's a player like I'm, I'm winning, I'm winning. All of a sudden there's a quick crossover or, you know, a, like I said, a, a quick pullback and they shift their hips and they're going the other way. They'll, they'll, that really, um, that really could be a challenge for us, but you know, we, we, we've already seen, you know, just the, the tendency for everybody to, whether, you know, for me, like I told you those, uh, those set plays that we run, most all those are, we're starting on the right-hand side and it really can be disruptive. Or a kid, we had a kid who did this summer, one of our games, she's going to be a really good player. She's a freshman and, and she just wanted to go right. And it, you know, it caused her all sorts of, of trouble. Um, and, you know, she, she's not there yet. She'll get there. And we played against some kids this summer too, who yep, they'll go left enough and then they're really good at getting back to that right and if that kid is better than our kid there that can really cause us some problems absolutely 
All right, coach, we're going to move to our, uh, our final segment, the shot clock segment, which you, you may be close to your heart as well. Obviously this is part of our uh, informal campaign to uh, convince the MHSAA to uh, adopt the shot clock when they can in the 22, 23 season. We'll see if that happens or not, but the bottom line is we're, we got five questions for you. You have uh, 35 seconds to answer them. Um, you may be the first uh, guest that gets the horn. Um, it's always available to us. So uh, we'll see, but uh, Derek, you're going to lead us off. All right, coach. So we're curious, are you big into team mottos and mantras? Um, and if so, what are some of your favorites from over the years? And, and even do you have one for this year? You know, I used to, we would have like a, you know, one year was WIT, whatever it takes, all those sorts of things. I felt like we weren't really getting into that. You know, like we'd say it and we didn't do it. So recently I, I think I've done a better job. One of the best ones that uh, again, stole this from, from Mike neighbors, not, well, I don't know if there's exactly this, but we, uh, a couple of years ago, again, that, that team that, that struggled as juniors against that schedule um, as seniors felt was such a good group in, in our, we called a leave a legacy. And, and those kids uh, really bought into, into that. And, and some of this came from like the, uh, and this perfect example, you know, uh, one of the books that my neighbors recommended that I read burn your goals sort of thing, where, where if, if you don't achieve what you're trying to achieve, you know, we've, you know, our programs won some state championships, but that's, you know, not the, not the likelihood. And so what do you really want to get out of the season? And, and those kids really bought into the leave a legacy, you know, leave a lasting impact um, beyond here's how we do things. Here's how I want to be remembered. Here's how we want to be remembered regardless of the wins and losses and say, didn't, didn't want to grow up like this, but it worked out from that perspective worked out perfectly. Uh, we lost, we were, you know, 19 and three, we lose in the, in the district final to a, to a Lake Fenton team that we've beaten twice. who was a darn good team. And uh, we lose the district final and suddenly, you know, you didn't achieve that goal of, you know, winning that district. And, um, and, and that, so that what I thought was, was huge was the, the idea that we're leaving a legacy. If the wins and losses don't work out, that one's been the one that, that I think are going to push as much as, uh, you know, as I can for, for the future too. I like that. I like that. Coach, uh, when it comes to professional development, uh, do you prefer studying videos, attending clinics, or going to college practices? And why one over the other? Man, I'm not going to prefer any of those. I love all of those. <laughs> right. um, I, I do. I, I really love the clinics. I, um, you know, I, I go to the B-Camp Clinic every year. We've actually gone down to the Ohio Clinic before. Um, you know, I've done the Don Meyer clinics. I mean, I, I love those, those in-person, uh, I'll tell you how old I am. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You've been there. Right. <laughs> um, and, and I really love the in-person ones. One for, you know, this is where I think B-Cam's done a great job recently is getting this stuff on the floor, uh, rather than, than in the ballroom. Um, but two, the, the networking and seeing your old coaching buddies and remembering that this is a, uh, it really is a fraternity and a sorority, you know, the fellowship that comes out of that. Um, you know, we compete a lot and, and, and I, I need to do a better job of, uh, with the, the people I compete against, uh, letting them know how much I appreciate the competition and, and that we are friends, you know, whether they think that or not, mm -hmm. I really, um, and that's where I think, so if I got to prefer something, I'm going to go with the, the face-to-face -face clinics because of, you know, the on the court stuff, but also the, the fellowship and, and camaraderie that comes out of those. Coach, we're curious, what is your favorite basketball movie? Ooh, I, it's got to be Hoosiers. It's got to be Hoosiers. Uh, you know, I'm old. Uh, I remember, uh, you know, going to the movie theater to watch that. Uh, so that might, you know, again, that, that'll tell you a lot. Uh, um, and 
we were going to, I remember clearly we're going to, the, we're going to the movie and it's, you know, my family, my dad was a basketball coach and uh, we're going with my family and one of our family friends and their, and their kids. And uh, uh, Cindy, the, the, the wife, my mom's friend, she goes, Hey, it's, you know, this is a, this is a, a romance movie. I'm like, Oh yeah. Ha ha funny. You know, and I'm, I, if I'm doing the math, right. I think I'm about, uh, I don't say Hoosiers at 86. So I'm like 12 years old. Right. Like, well, and then, you know, there's the one, you know, the one scene there with uh, Gene Hackman and Barbara Hershey and they're kissing and she, you know, nudges me. She's like, I told you, I told you it was a romance movie. Like, so yeah, I'm old school. Um, uh, yeah, it's got to be Hoosiers. got to be Hoosiers. Have you been down to the Hoosiers gym in Indiana? I have not. I have not. And uh, they just had another clinic there this year yeah. and there's some really good dudes uh, uh, were presenting this year and we were already back at school, but I have not been down there. I, uh, I saw that, uh, Coach uh, Kevin Richards and the Gross Point, they went down there a couple of years ago. That's uh, we got to put that on the bucket list. Yeah, uh, it, it's you know. it's great. It, it's easy to get to, and it's it's free, and it's just it's, it's a great time. And all the the whole movie's right there in front of you. It's pretty cool. Yep. So. yep. Hey, um, some feel uh, imitation is the sincerest uh, form of uh, flattery. So, um, and I know uh, from my history, coaching girls uh, in the past, there's, there's always a few on every team uh, that like to imitate uh, their coach. So which uh, trade or common sayings uh, of yours often get imitated by some of your players? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, obviously we're going to share this out with, with everybody, but she'll know right now, uh, Reagan Lowinger, who's, uh, I was our point guard last couple of years, graduated in 2020, and uh, she's she's uh, playing with Northwood right now uh, as, as a walk-on. Uh, it's my foot stop. Like, they, like, all the time, like, when, you know, if I get upset and I, bam, I'm slamming that foot down. So that's, that's one, that's one that, you know, she would, she, uh, she will constantly talk about, like, oh, coach, you know, came and watched the game, didn't see the foot stomp or like, Hey, you were pretty relaxed. And I didn't see that, that, that foot stomp. I'm like, I'm trying to get better, Ray. Uh, the, <laughs> the other one is, uh, just a funny thing more than anything. Um, I, my, you know, I, I had to change my wedding ring out because I'm slamming my hand on my, on my, and sometimes positively, like, and all of a sudden I'm walking out of these games and I show the girls, like I, my, my right hand is bruised up because I've got this, shoot, what is it? Uh, it's not even titanium. It's some super, uh what was it wolfgram some you know the, the metal that doesn't break and that thing bruises the heck out of my fingers so those would be the two the the, the slap in my hands together and then, you know i get parents now looking like Ooh, you okay like did you bring the <laughs> did you bring the, the rubber ring tonight or you got the the you know, the tungsten i'm like oh dude i forgot to switch it out so that one hurt or is, is that in the footstop those those two right. um those two would be the ones the kids would uh they remember the most great nice Coach, our last question for you. Um, you've had some big wins at Goodrich, uh, both from a team and personal standpoint. Uh, so we're curious, where do you and your family or maybe your staff go after a, a, a big postgame win for, for the meal to celebrate? Um, it, it's uh, so and I tell a long story. Now I'm going to make it short. We've, we've moved um, about four or five times. Our wife, like we wants to live on a lake doesn't want to live on a lake wants to move on a lake so we sometimes we're living like nearby to, to home sometimes not. so uh if we're if we're living nearby which we're not right now um it's back home but what has been recently uh you can find me at the uh buffalo wild wings in grand blank that, that it's i'm not hard to find uh that's where that's where we're at but i do, I, I will say this um you know we're we're really big on uh you know i i wouldn't say we schedule road games based on the the nearest uh dive bar or you know best burger in the in the area but 
wherever we're playing on the road, I'm, I guarantee you we're finding the best, the, the best local burger after that game. So uh, that's been some of the fun times too. And those, you know, if we're scheduling a game on the road, um, you know, I, I'll play anybody. So we're usually playing somebody pretty, pretty tough. So we're not always walking out of those places with wins, but at least we're going to find a good burger. <laughs> oh, that's there great. you go. Coach, man, we really appreciate it. These were, these were two fun topics, one that we're trying to get better at and then another one that was pretty unique to us. So, um, again, appreciate you coming on. It was, it was awesome. We can see why Goodrich and yourself have had uh, so much success, and, and, and we wish you well in the future. I appreciate the opportunity. I always love to talk hoops. So, uh, you know, my phone's always my, – my, my number's always open. Please give me a call. Love it. Appreciate you guys. Good deal. Thanks a lot.